0: Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Upping your football knowledge, class is now in session. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Class is now in session. Man, this is an exciting podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. I apologize. But I've been going nonstop from USC's Pro Day out in LA to Laramie freaking Wyoming to see Josh Allen live at his Pro Day. Uh, to Fort Lauderdale to get on CBS Sports to talk QBs. And now back in Toledo, Ohio, uh, the NFL broadcast boot camp is going on in Bowling Green this week. Uh, Spoke on the panel the other night with Andrew Hawkins and J.B. James Brown from CBS. That dude is a stud. He was a basketball player. He, He made a few comments about how he initially started in the NHL, calling NHL games. I love it, but... The guy's a stud, and it was just great to connect with those guys. I think the NFL does a great job offering more opportunities for guys being retired because us retired guys, we get bored. That's probably why I have this dumb podcast that millions of people listen to. But um, but yeah, so I, I go to USC, right? And early in that week, I, I got to see Logan Woodside's Pro Day at Toledo. I think Logan did a great job. I'm telling you, I think this guy is a sleeper. You know, I see a few reports, Loletta going to New England. I would like to see Logan Woodside go to New England. I think that would be a better pick for New England than Loletta. I'm not a big fan of Loletta's. I think Logan Woodside should have played in the senior bowl in front of him. But on that Monday, Logan Woodside impressed. You had the Cardinals' quarterback coach here, Byron Leftwich. You had the Cincinnati Bengals' offensive coordinator here with their quarterback coach. Um, Got to talk to those guys, and it seems that you know a lot of teams are high on Logan, and hopefully he is a sleeper. I think the guy is uh, right out of that top five guys, out of the top first five that will get drafted in the as quarterbacks. um, I think Woodside's right there. We'll see how it shapes up. But then I I had a chance to go to USC to see Sam Darnold live. So I'm at USC, and it was cool. I mean, I'm standing on the sideline watching this pro day with Todd Haley and Troy Aikman. And, you know, of course, I know Todd Haley, playing with him for a few years in Pittsburgh. But sitting next to Troy Aikman, I mean, shoot, I think we all wish we looked like Troy Aikman. You know, the dude is a stud. I mean, sometimes I... I think I have that jawline, um, but I don't, <laughs> and, and that hair, but I don't. But the guy's a stud. So just getting to talk football with him, watching, uh, watching Sam Darnold sling it around, I thought it was very impressive. I mean, the guy battled the conditions. He threw the ball well in the rain. His footwork looked good. I know sometimes we watch him on film and he ejects out of the pocket a little too soon. That stuff will continue to have to work on, whether it's not hit enough confidence in his offensive line, which is making him get out of the pocket. Or he's got to get better at trusting his reads and going through his progressions. But at his pro day, his feet look quick. He was getting them lined up to the target. He was throwing good, accurate footballs. And then the rain came. And the guy slung it around in the rain beautifully. Ball spiraling through the air accurate footballs now i left that pro day and i didn't say i it wasn't like this guy is my number one that's not how i felt i was impressed but i also knew i was seeing Allen a day later and i said you know what i'm excited to see what josh allen brings to the table with all the hype i want to see this guy in person so then you know that ends i still stay in la for a night go out to dinner run into um Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son's at dinner, I'm having dinner with a a close friend, and um, Jaden Smith's there, but I was like, this would happen in Hollywood, Hollywood alone, but anyways, then then I fly out, and I fly into Laramie, Wyoming, this airport, I'm telling you what, it is so small, so I fly into Denver, meanwhile, I'm leaving LA, I have a carry-on, the guy makes me check my bag. At the plane. And I'm like, dude, this fits. They made me measure it before I went through security. It fits. He's arguing with me. And I'm like, dude, look, if I take the sweatshirt off, it's going to fit. So I'm taking the sweatshirt off. and He's like, no, no, I got to check it. Well, then I'm like, well, I might not even, you know, I'm not going right to to uh, Laramie I, or Denver. I need my bags in Denver. I'm going to, you know, he's like, you can't do that. You can't do that that that's illegal and I'm th- I don't even know what he's talking about because I really have never done that because my flight was going to get my flight was delayed from Denver to Laramie and I was going to rent a car because I had to get to Laramie because I had to be at that pro day the next day and this was Thursday night the pro day's on Friday and I was just nervous I wasn't going to that flight eventually would have got canceled he fights me we check the bag It goes below the plane, whatever. So he's like, pick it up in Laramie. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, whatever. I fly into Denver. Then I'll get on that small flight and go into Laramie. So I get into Laramie. It's like 1230 in the morning. I'm standing at their luggage claim, which is just a garage door. Someone lifts up and hands you a bag. And my bag's nowhere to be found. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So this guy forces me to check it. And then they lose my bag. I'm in Laramie, Wyoming. Like 10% left on my battery. I have no charger. I'm trying to take videos for all you guys of Allen's Pro Day. So I get to the hotel. Luckily, there was a shuttle with uh, the flight attendants and pilot going to the same hotel. So at least I had a ride. So I get there. The front desk has a charger that they let me charge the next morning. So I have what I need. I wear the same clothes, same underwear. I'm stinky. It doesn't matter. I'm going to a football practice, right? So... I, don't, I really don't care. I just need to brush my teeth and get a charger. So I charged it up. I get to pro day, and once again, Troy Aikman's there. Talked to Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley, Pat Shermer. It was very cool to be around these top coaches, top executives, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback and Troy Aikman, because I want to get their feedback as well. You know, and I'm watching these guys. And Allen looks the part. The guy's big, physical, he can sling it. It's very impressive. But now when he started his workout, I mean the dude, the dude's got a ton of upside. Don't get me wrong, ton of upside. But it was about 10 throws in and you know, and I said to someone next to me and and I was like, "You know what? I'm taking Darnold. I'm taking Darnold at number 1. You know, I didn't have to see many throws. I just, for me, it was about the sense of urgency in his footwork. When I saw Darnold, he had a a little more sense of urgency, like he was playing in a football game. Allen was a little more relaxed, like he was throwing against air, which it was. And a lot of times, yes, those beautiful 75, 80-yard bombs down the length of the field are awesome to look at. But how realistic is that? You're not going to have that much time in the pocket to do that and scramble around and do that all the time. I'm more concerned on your timing, your rhythm, the ball placement, the accuracy you're throwing the ball with. And sometimes that ball's coming out like a heat-seated missile, but it's hitting them right in the gut. I want to see that ball hit you right in the face mask. That's accuracy. So when I I had a chance to compare Darnold and Allen back-to-back days, a day apart or whatever, then... I just, you know, I was a little more like, you know, I think Darnold was a little more impressive. And, you know, I like Darnold in the fact that he's a linebacker in high school. He has a mentality. He seems like he's just a winner. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. And I even told Darnold when I had him on my podcast, he reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. But it's not going to be pretty. You know, but I think the guy finds ways to win. And that's what I like about him. And, um, and nothing against Allen. I think Allen's going to be a, a great young NFL quarterback. And he has a lot of upside. And the things we continue to talk about about quarterbacks, there's so many variables that go into it. I mean, it's about where these guys get drafted, who their coaches. That That's the stuff that, that matters that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, because we could sit here all day and say, You know, yes, Darnold's number one, or Allen's the best, or Lamar Jackson, or Mayfield, or Rosen. But honestly, it's what situation they go to, the team around them. I mean, honestly, I have these top five guys. it's probably The guy who's going to be most successful is probably going to be the guy that slides in the draft and goes later to a better football team. We see it all the time. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He gets to go to Green Bay, sit behind Brett Favre for years, just learn with a good coach, a good football team, a great organization. So a lot of times there's so many more factors that play into it than just when you get drafted. And, you know, and I hate even making a list of my top quarterbacks and who's better than who because, honestly, it's the fit. You know, it's an offense I would run if I was a coach. You know, Baker Mayfield might fit my system more than a Josh Rosen. You know, so... It just all depends on these coaches, the schemes they're trying to run, and so forth like that. I mean, as we look at it, and as the draft gets closer, you know, Daniel Jeremiah just reported that um, he, people that people that are, are hearing other people say, um, you know, wait, it says Daniel Jeremiah, people that know people inside the Browns expect Josh Allen at number one. So is that like Todd Haley's niece, niece's brother, uh, went to McDonald's and the McDonald's guy that took the order told his cousin and his friend and his friend that knows John Dorsey that blah, blah, you know, that they're taking Josh Allen, you know, who, who knows how this stuff plays out. I mean, it's this close to the draft, so so many things shape up, but. The thing that's interesting to me, and I said it on Good Morning Football with Nate Burleson and Kyle Brant and those guys and K, and um, but I told them I said, look at it when Can- when John Dorsey was in Kansas City, what did he do last year? He traded up in the draft to get the biggest arm in the draft, and Patrick Mahomes. So what is he going to do now? Is he going to do the same thing and trade up to get the biggest arm, the biggest physical talent in the draft in Josh Allen? I mean, that would not be a surprise. So, um, you know, I kind of would, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the Browns end up trading the number one pick. Maybe even they flop with uh, the Giants somehow. Because I think the Giants are high on Darnold, but and watch the Browns get Mayfield by some way. I would not be surprised if that happened. Uh, you know, I I think the Browns are big fans of Mayfield. I think uh, Baker Mayfield's an alpha dog, and and they like the leadership style. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. You know, I mean, honestly, at this point, nothing should surprise us. Um, you know, but but I don't see. I see if. If the Browns do take Josh Allen at number one, then I do expect the Giants to jump all over Sam Darnold. I think that's a no-brainer for him. Now, if the Browns take Darnold at number one, I expect the Giants to trade out of that position um, and maybe get some more uh, draft picks. You know, because I don't think the Giants then will go after a quarterback if Darnold's off the board. I don't think Allen's their guy. I don't think Rosen is either, but we'll see. I think these quarterbacks have a lot of uh, good attributes. I also think they have their stuff they have to work on, like all of us coming out, um, even the top prospects. But, um, you know, and I'll continue to get through my list. I talked about on CBS Sports, you know, because right now I have Darnold at one. I have Allen at two. I have Baker Mayfield at three. Uh, Josh Rosen at four and Lamar Jackson at five. I think with Josh Rosen, I mean, Josh Rosen is so smart. He's ready to execute an NFL offense right now. My question is his durability. Um, I think the guy, you know, fighting through injuries. I mean, he had a couple concussions last year, and that's not really anything to mess around with. So my thing with Rosen is durability, because he's not going to just get outside the pocket and athletically make a bunch of plays. Um, but if he goes to a good football team then he could be set up you know pretty nice I mean I actually I actually liked what I saw Rosen say today about if um about how he wants to be the greatest and talked about how how he wants to win six Super Bowl rings but um, but wait if Brady wins one more I want seven then and I think that showed a lot because I think that was the first time he truly made a statement that's showing, he actually gives a damn, and that's what these coaches and scouts want to see. They want to see you care, especially if they're going to draft you to be the franchise quarterback. You have to care, and they have to feel like you care. I don't even care if this is BS what Josh Rosen is saying out there, and he really doesn't give a shit to win seven Super Bowls, but for him to put it out there, that that's a bold statement. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter are coming back at me saying, I mean, the guys won't got to worry about just starting first. You know, and I agree, but you got to have dreams coming into this and high expectations, and and I think he is. I mean, I think that's – I I like what he said. I like that. I mean, I think you have to come with it, man. You have to have that confidence. And if you don't have the confidence in you, no one else will. And I think that's anything we we deal with in life. I mean, you guys know it, going through some stuff at work and, and growing up and going through some tough times in life. If you don't have confidence in yourself, who the hell's going to have confidence in your, in you? You have to have confidence in yourself. So, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'll get you guys going for sure. But I also want to look at the Giants. I mean, what are you guys thinking about this Odell Beckham thing? You know, one thing I'll say is I was impressed the dude showed up. I'm excited he showed up at workouts. I know the guy has a lot of antics going on, the party boat, things like that. I I truly don't believe the dude is a bad guy off the field. You know, I think the guy's an unbelievable talent. One of the best receivers in the league. I don't think the Giants should trade him away. Uh, I'm excited to see he showed up at OTAs and the start of the offseason program. I think that shows a lot. You know, I think that that shows a lot. Um, Is he a distraction to them? You know, this little stuff is, and... The Giants are a solid organization. They're not going to continue to put up with this stuff. So hopefully with that video leaking and little things, Odell's kind of like, look, man, I, I need to get my shit together because I want to get paid. So I kind of have to, you know, be a little straight with it. And and I think he will. So hopefully um, he, he does that. But, I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I think Odell's good, man. I, I like him. I, want, I mean, I know Eli Manning's probably like, man, don't trade that dude away. I need the weapons. And of course, Pat Shermer too. Shermer's just getting in there. And he's probably like, man, I, I want this weapon. So, um, I also think, look around the league. Um, what the Rams have been doing. They've been going crazy in free agency. You know, they get Sue, Cooks, Peters, Tlaib. I mean, it's like an all-star cast. But I think... You know, playing this game, man. You can have all-star players, but it's got to be about the team. You know, so how good does Sean McVay do with those guys um, to to handle all the different personalities? I mean, I think he can do it. He's a young guy. He's got a good staff around him. But you know what? The key is right there is Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips is going to be the guy. That's handling these personalities and Sue, Peters, Tlaib. um, Because Wade Phillips has been around the block. He's like your grandpa that you look up to, a dad you look up to that you don't want to let down. And I think it's unbelievable the way uh, Sean designed his staff uh, because now Sean takes care of the quarterback and the offense, and Wade Phillips takes care of the defense. So it's almost like having two head coaches. So I think they can make this work with the big moves they've made in free agency. But I like it. They're ready to win now. They're about to pay Aaron Donald a crazy amount, uh, which is good for him. And you guys saw him fighting with uh, doing blocking drills versus knives. But if you saw, they're fake knives. So don't worry about that. Another thing, um, the NFL rule changes. We haven't been able to hit on that. The one thing I, you know, the catch roll, okay, I know you Steeler fans out there, Jesse James's touchdown against the Patriots would have counted. And we all knew that watching the game. So at least they're kind of taking that out of it about having to complete the catch through the ground. They have to see a completed catch, a football move, two feet down, control the football, an extension, something like that. And those will be considered catches now. And Hopefully get those right and it's not big turn of events that changes football games. Um, But the one I'm worried about, I mean, and I respect how they're trying to continue to protect players, is no leading with the helmet anywhere by anyone could result in disqualification. My question is, how can that be officiated? Because so many times throughout the game, whether it's on purpose or accident, that's going to happen. Now, officials officials come to training camp, okay? They sit in front of the team. At that point, you have 100 guys on the roster, and you're going to try to teach these football players and coaches how you're going to officiate this role. I want to know what clips they're going to show to try to coach this because this is very hard. It's almost going to say, huh? Who do I want to kick out of the football game today? I'm just going to look for someone to lower their head. That's what I'm scared for because you have David DeCastro, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a pulling guard coming around the edge, trying to take out someone. He's trying to get lower than the linebacker. They both get low, lower their helmet, head-to-head or leading with their head. Now DeCastro's kicked out of the game. I mean, a guard pulling. So I want to know how that's going to be officiated. I think there's so many... Um, so much room for air right there because it's so many times it can happen. Um, so I, I respect and love the fact that they continue to try to protect players. I don't think concussions are anything to mess with. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they can officiate that. Um, because it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Remember, anytime, follow me on on Twitter, bgradkowski5, Instagram, bgrad05, with any questions, comments. Please send your questions in on Twitter. Let me know what you want me to cover. I'll have some awesome guests. Next week, I'm going to have Chris Sims on the show. Good buddy of mine, played in Tampa Bay together. We're going to break down these quarterbacks. I want to listen to him. He he gets after it. He's watched a lot of film on him, too. His daddy, Papa, Philly Sims, he gets info for him, too. So I'm going to ask Chris, is this your own word, work or is this daddy's work? But no, Chris puts in a lot of time. He does a great job on the media side. And knowing him, playing with him in, in uh, Tampa Bay, he was always a guy that just loved football, loved watching it, loved knowing the guys. So it doesn't surprise me what he's doing now, how successful he's been in the media world on uh, NBC and uh, Bleacher Report. <clears throat> so he does a great job. But uh, please continue. Any questions, um, we'll continue to break this down. Brought to you by Social Gastro Pub and Pilgrimage Hospice. Um, you know, we love all the support. You know, the teams did start reporting now. The new teams, Oakland Raiders, new head coach John Gruden. He's got his guys in the building finally. Derek Carr, is, Derek Carr is going through the QB camp that I would always go through with John Gruden. You spend all day with him. I mean, nowadays, I know the CBA and what roles, how long you can spend with each other. But Gruden will find a way. He'll find a way to get into your brain and teach you these plays. And I'm sure Derek Carr wants that. Khalil Mack, he didn't report. And you know what? Many players don't and haven't, you know. And you know, for fans, I want to get too caught up. If your team, if some major players haven't reported yet, it's the first week of offseason and there's different segments of this. So the first three weeks or so is just strictly workouts, workouts, and a few meetings. You only you're only allowed in there uh, so many hours a day, and then the next phase, phase two. A little on field wo- football work. So you have your workout, a little on field football work with coaches, and then you slowly get into OTAs a few weeks later. So it's slowly but surely you get into it. So there's plenty of time. Uh, I remember in, in Pittsburgh, I just signed with the Steelers in 2013. I had my daughter two days before we had to report for the offseason program. And at the time, and the way I'm wired, because I have to get there. You know, I'm not missing it. So my wife's like a week late. And I'm like, oh man, this baby's got to come. And I don't know if it's a boy or girl. This is our first uh, kid, child. So we didn't find out. And we didn't find out with all three of them. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy. But it, it was exciting. There's nothing like it. So anyways, I'm wait. You know, we're waiting for this baby to come. A stubborn little baby. is comfortable in mama's belly. Gets everything they want. And, and just comfortable, relaxed. So finally, two days before I have to report, Lily comes. It's a girl. Man, we're super static. You know, I'm balling it. You know, it's it's awesome. So then by the time I just get them out of the hospital and back home, I have to leave, go to Pittsburgh and report. And at this point, you know, I'm honestly bawling my eyes out driving to Pittsburgh because I'm like, gosh, I just had a baby. I had to leave him back home now. And I get to Pittsburgh and I'm like, I mean, it was great, I had to report, but at the time, I'm like, man, it's not, you know, I was in what, I don't know, my eighth year in the league, seventh year, I was like, you know, I didn't have to rush right here, you know, it's lifting and running, I, I enjoyed working out, I, I could get in shape on my own, but I'm always about the team and being around your guys, and it, it was it was cool how that happened, and Roman, our second kid, second child, little boy, he came two days before training camp started with the Steelers in 2015. And um <clears throat> Tom was cool. He let me get the wife and babies home from the hospital. And then I I went to camp. So those two came right before two days before I had to report for something for football. So training camps a little different. You have to be there. This offseason time, guys, relax. Your 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 players will get there. Um And they'll be ready to go. So a lot going on. I'm going to have Chris Sims on with me. Greg Cassell in the future. A lot of good stuff going on. I appreciate you guys tuning into grad school. Always a a lot of great conversations. I look forward to your feedback on Twitter. Please send me your questions. Uh, I know everyone was uh, just enjoying um, the last week. With all the football videos, I continue to try to put push out there on my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Anything you guys want me to see. If there's certain guys you want me to break down, please let me know. I think someone wanted Mason Rudolph. That's why I sent a few videos out there. So let me know. It's always a pleasure. Until next time, keep tuning in to the Bruce Gratkowski Podcast. Grad school, baby. Have a good one.